Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! It's time! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello everyone and welcome to Wrestle Nation Pro Wrestling Talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of Nation Extreme Wrestling, talking about all the happenings in the newest professional wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest. And today, <sighs> all right, everyone's on the IR. Everyone's everyone's out. It's me, as always, Mike Paris, the architect, the organizer, and the guy only guy who shows up for this damn gig. And I have called in a backup. He is the host of Pucks on Net. Uh, he is an avid wrestling fan, uh, and he is Ryan Shap. Ryan, thanks for joining me on Wrestle Nation today. I feel like I'm big mocks. Coming out through the curtain in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. I'm fired up. I'm pumped up. I'm knocking shit around. Are we allowed to swear on this show? Absolutely. Phew. We, oh, en- we embrace it. I am, I'm ready to go. I got, the, I got the call. I got the text. I don't know what it was. Carrier pigeon, but you put the word out, and you said, I'm out of people. You're the last on my list. Can you <laughs> fill in? And I said, oh. At least sure. there's nobody behind me, right? You know, best, you know, <laughs> hey. So here yeah, I am. so uh, New York Times uh, jur- journalist, uh, a, a compatriot of, of yours yeah. on Pox on Net is also a New York Times journalist, uh, as well as Wyatt Arndt, uh, busy with the New York Times today, Listen, apparently. We are cultured podcasts. We have, uh, you know, we are a learned bunch. We uh, dabble in the fine arts. And we have New York Times uh, published authors uh, just working with us alongside and just making beautiful things well your yours sounds nicer than mine but that's beside the point <laughs> uh and then jordan bowman uh unfortunately on the ir with a bit of an illness has lost his voice so uh so he can't be with us you either that for podcasting or rumor has it <laughs> rumor has it so he said his voice is at 10 percent, and I, I said i can't have you at 10 percent. i need you at 100 but anyway so Hang here on. we are. No, let's let's pretend that he's here because if your voice is at ten percent, <laughs> yeah, this is the exception of it. Uh, I can't wait for uh, Ray Phoenix to get back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bowman, everybody. Bowman, right, yeah, for joining so, us. take 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 a seat on the bench there, Bowman. We'll <laughs> we'll leave you out of this for now. 
once again, Ryan, thanks for joining me. Uh, Ryan, you are a avid wrestling fan, as I noted up top. Uh, how? What's your wrestling story? What got you into wrestling? Uh, I know the exact date. Uh, it was... Uh... <laughs> It was July 1996. It was the episode of Monday Night Raw where uh, it was Shawn Michaels' birthday and Sonny delivered him a cake at ringside in which he dumped it on her. And I was watching it with a friend of mine in the neighborhood and I was not a wrestling fan at that moment before. Uh, you would have been roughly 10 at this point? I would have been 9. I've been, nine. Uh, I'm in 87. So actually I might have been 8 years old. Perfect. And then uh, that was in July and then my old man who uh, I keep looking at this story a little more at this memory. I, I kind of look at it more and more fondly that like in that September, uh, WWF came to the Saddle Dome. I grew up in Calgary mm. for a bit for a house show. And it was like, I don't remember begging or pleading like I did when I needed to get a N- Nintendo 64 for Christmas. <laughs> the old man just like showed up with, we have tickets, we're going. And... Like, I just love that because he also, before that, he smartened me up and he exposed the business to me. Oh, wow. And that was quick. And he's like, listen, they're they're stomping when they punch. Come on. <laughs> and so, which, looking, looking back, that was a blessing. But yeah, I've been a, a big wrestling fan um, ever since. And I took my, uh, you know, your, your sabbatical from wrestling like we all do in our... Uh, yeah, when was that for you? Later, mid to late teens. I would say from about grade 10 till about ooh, a year after high school once uh, WWECW got up and kicking. Oh yeah, a great time. It, there's a, there's a lot of ag- there's a lot of good stuff in that year um, that would draw in a fan from the uh, a lapsed fan like Rob Van Dam finally getting pushed like you know, I've had about three wrestlers that I've I bought into in my time as a fan and in this order it goes it's Bret Hart, it's Rob Van Dam and it's CM Punk. So to see Rob Van Dam get that, you know, get the get a shot in the main event picture was a an easy thing to bring me back. You've got to add one more for the Mount Rushmore. Let's make it happen. Of oh man, that's a good question. Uh, that I've bought into. Uh, I I might the way things are going in AEW right now. Uh, I with with John Moxley. I bought his book. Uh, last year and read it and absolutely adored it and I it is a very fun read it's unique as hell and I can't recommend it enough so you might I might start putting Moxley on there just because I've really that's somebody else I've really bought into well there you go well that that is of note this week uh, with the return of Mox but uh, first let's get in to our N.E.W. segment and talk about what's going on in the local scene So, Ryan, have you been out to an N.E.W. show yet? I, uh, regretfully, I've not. And it's not out of not wanting to. It's a matter of it's just a hot ticket. And, you know, I was, uh, I, the, the Commodore show was one I was like, I'm like, ah, that's, that's sold. They've got my money. You've got your hand in my back pocket. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to commit to this. But that one's been put off and, and for all the right reasons. So... I am I am greatly looking forward to this. Uh, you know, I, I paid close attention to the the the, the shows at the studio, and you know, you, you got to give credit to, to to Nation Extreme Wrestling. It's just like these venues. It's it's unique. Uh, it's bringing in the people. It's not every 
you know, it's not the drab uh, Russian community hall on uh, West Fourth, and it's not something with a, <laughs> with, with a with a roof a bit too low, so you can't do uh, superplexes uh, off the middle rope. But like, yeah, there's every show they've done. I've been like, I would like to see wrestling there. Yeah, they've absolutely innovated in regards to venues here in Vancouver, uh, starting with the Gaming Center in Richmond, following it up with the Convention Center in Vancouver, the Studio Nightclub. And then this one is at the Harbor Convention Center, the next event, which is at uh, NEW5, we're skipping four, the Commodore Shore is still four, Uh, on Friday, uh, February 25th will be NEW5, already selling out. Uh, we're down to just kind of general admission stadium seating up top. Um, but yeah, it's shaping out to be a, a great show. Um, but NEW5, like, there is going to be everything you want from, from the men's side, from the women's side. We've got special guests coming through. Um, but uh, you mentioned the Commodore show, which has been pushed back, like you say, for all the right reasons. Uh, what's kind of your history with the Commodore shows? Uh, you go way back with those? I've only been to the Commodore twice. I was a bit of a slow... I was uh, I was like the scared kid uh, waiting to jump into the cold lake um, because I kept a, I kept a you know the old ear to the street and and you know kind of met some met some newer friends in the last few years that kind of kept me up to date on ECC or the uh, the uh, the other guys and uh, <laughs> the, that the they don't work here anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we but, wish them the best in their future endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they didn't cut the mustard, brother. But I you kind of heard about this, and I'm like that. It's like the for any event, the the Commodore is such a sell. Any concert, if it's at the Commodore, it makes you kind of think twice about it. So I was really excited to check it out, and I've gone twice. Uh, I went to I believe the last one or the second last one, which was summer 2019. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, featuring two people, two talents that were on AE Dynam- AEW Dynamite this week, which I kind of had a bit of a aha. That's pretty cool that uh, uh, Brody King and uh, Brian oh, yeah, Pillman Jr. Yeah. Both on the both on the show, both on that uh, barroom bra- ballroom brawl, and then I went to the one the famous uh, fireball incident. <sighs> listen, <laughs> you listen to all these. You listen to all these old timers talk about how uh, how exhausting and how much effort and energy it takes just to sell, and you kind of write that off like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's going to take a lot for me just to lay there and flop like, ah, yeah, ah, oh, and then. When I watched Kevin Sullivan sitting in the corner there, and he was so gassed and out of it, and he should be. He's 150 years old. And <laughs> Pillman Jr.'s just giving him the stomps, and it's not that he's no-selling him. It is he can't sell him. So he's just like, uh, uh, and, his, and his body wasn't moving. And I'm like, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Selling is no joke. Work. No joke. <laughs> Uh, some names that are going to be at uh, at the NEW5 show uh, that you might recognize from your time uh, looking at the Commodore. Cat Power making her return back nice. to the ring. Um, of course, we've got the Wise Men uh, going up against uh, not only the Illa Tribe, but B-Boy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with B-Boy, but he's one of the special guests coming through uh, Vancouver. Um, I hear he can work. He can work, brother. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Effie uh, teaming up with Anton Alexiev to go up against Judas Icarus and Elliot Tyler of the Strays. Uh, are you Elliot? a beef boy guy? Uh, who isn't a beef boy guy? I was just going to say, I wanted to ask you, um, I haven't seen it yet, but Elliot Tyler, he went. He was in the finals. Uh, he lost yep. in, the, in the finals to, to Travis Williams. Uh, 
How was that match? And, you know, I, I'm hearing these names, and I, I've watched a handful of uh, NEW matches on YouTube and caught them, and I've, like, it's a stacked roster, but who's somebody, you know, who's standing out to you that's like, this is must-see, whether it's a guy coming in or it's a, somebody on the active roster? Uh, for me, I think the guy to watch is Judas Icarus. Really? Um, he's, he's your up and comer. He's, uh, you know, he's the guy that is really delivering, uh, from a character standpoint and, uh, from a wrestling standpoint and he can, he can deliver big matches. If you go back and look at, uh, some 365 wrestling shows, uh, he's got a 60 minute match with Travis Williams, uh, that is, is a, a game breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lesser, uh, known guy who maybe you haven't seen, cause I'm not sure how much he worked with the CCW, if at all, uh, is Evan Rivers, okay. uh, who I'm, I'm a big fan of his work. He's been a guest on the show already. Um, and also, you know, the guy who famously, uh, smudged Evan Rivers face across the window of the <laughs> gaming center is Sebastian Wolf, uh, a huge behemoth of a man ass kicker guy uh part of the team state of emergency uh, with miles deville but he is a hell of a wrestler in his own right he's the only wrestler on the new roster who is ranked in both the tag team division and the singles division uh so he is a guy to look for as well i'm just sitting here marveling like now you know we're here to put over the hand that feeds but you know and when when the people that you know ain't putting shows on anymore There'd be yep. one. There'd be one or two a year that would stand out that you would kind of, you know, that would that would draw you in, and and NEW has been putting on shows since I believe September. Yeah, and every yeah. single one has <clears throat> delivered, has had incredible matches, has had debuts, as just like it's like I'm like normally these these things run together, but none of their shows, none of their cards have have, and that's just. It's delightful to see it in this market for an independent wrestling organization. Absolutely. And and they're telling great stories in the short time that they've been in existence. Um, the fact that we, we've talked about this a couple of weeks now, but uh, the fact that we've been doing this show, you know, for half a year now and uh, and we've been able to come up with new things to talk about, about, you know, a show that doesn't have weekly television, that doesn't have the same, um, you know, a appearance widespread appearance as as your AEWs and your wwe but we always find something to talk about and that just screams to the to the talent and promotion of this uh things coming up including afterglow which we talked about last week which i i i feel confident in saying that justin morissette is going to be hosting the trivia night at colony which is going to be interspersed with wrestling uh, which, like I said last week, this is a combination of two of my favorite things. You, oh, like, Jesus Christ, if there's something that would draw me in to get my money, it's this afterglow idea, because Justin's a, if there's a role he's been born to play, it's it's wrestling, uh, trivia host slash loudmouth, and yeah, it's... <laughs> I didn't say that. Here's the here's the best thing. I'm I'm definitely gonna make it out. You know, I'm gonna make it out to these when you know it feels you know safe to do so. But there's nothing I hate more about bar trivia than just like sitting around for. All right, yeah, we've ordered our. Everybody's ordered their drink in between the rounds. Can we please speed this up? We know what you're doing. We're here. We're tallying the results. (laughs) We're still tallying. Yeah. So to have have wrestling trivia, which is gonna be awesome. 
have matches in between. Like that night's going to fly by. It's going to be a lot of fun and I'm going to be there for sure. Awesome. And then uh, NEW also hosting, uh, what are they called? You you do these. Spaces on Twitter? Twitter spaces, brother. Yes. So uh, we're starting to do those. Not not we here at the podcast, but Rob Faye and, and some of the talent uh, organizing some Twitter spaces coming up. So take a look out for those. Going to have some chats with some of the wrestlers. Uh, talk about the upcoming cards in kind of bite-sized chunks. Uh, so exciting stuff coming out from NEW um well, and like on. you say go ahead before we get out of the new segment yeah i i'm coming in here and i i need a recommendation from you and i need a recommendation uh for for me for the people the the listeners the friends the customers of this show give me a match that i need to watch over the weekend of any new card that's going to tell me this is this is this is what new is all about and it could be two it could be a couple hosses meaty men slapping meat it could be a couple workhorses anything you want give me something that's gonna be palatable for me this weekend uh i'm gonna go the workhorse route and you, you like your technical mat style kind of stuff right <laughs> can't get enough of it excellent so I'm going to go back to NEW2 from the Vancouver Convention Center and the aforementioned Judas Icarus versus veteran Nicole Matthews in what was a hard-hitting, Matt-style, great match that I, I love to see in person and I've watched since uh, with the lovely Justin Morissette and Jordan Bowman and Rob Fay on commentary, and they sell it even better. Fill, fill me in here. They've announced the uh, the women's division... Yeah, but they're also doing uh, inter intergender matches. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So women's division is going to be divided east and west. Um, so we're gonna have the the all the ladies that you're familiar with from the Pacific Northwest uh, leading that side of the world, and then basically everyone from Alberta, Ontario, Japan, U.S. Uh, is leading up the east division. East is so. really big. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> East East is everything that away. Come on, yeah. Rob, come up with the name. We need some better names here for these divisions. <laughs> uh, so uh, there is lots of talent there, um, but yeah. So Nicole, specifically Nicole Matthews, uh, definitely can hold her own uh, with the guys heading for that heavyweight title, uh, the NEW title. Uh, so yeah, she she leads the front in regards to intergender matches, but there's also uh, other people going. It's uh, what's your thoughts on intergender matches? I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it as well. I mean, it's I don't know. I feel like it's an easy thing for people to kind of get hung up on. But I'm like, if if the booking makes sense and yeah. and the storytelling makes sense, then yeah. it makes sense. So yeah, yeah, I, and I I think as well for the uh, origins of NEW, it was about uh, you know finding wrestlers who were going to match really well with one another, mm-hmm. and sometimes gender isn't a factor in that. So uh, you know people like uh, Veda Scott faced off against Jackie Lee when she was in town, uh, you know, and those are two wrestlers that ha- were a good fit, you know. So especially for the uh, people coming into town, sometimes uh, sometimes it makes more sense to pair mm-hmm. them with with uh, someone of the opposite gender. Absolutely. All right. So are you okay to head on to the wide world of wrestling? Uh, once I, I mean, I'll just write a letter, uh, okay. to president Faye. Yep. And just say, uh, come on, we gotta, we gotta come up with some better names for these divisions because if hell, I think, I think, um, parts of the Fraser Valley are in the East division, the way things are going. So, uh, <laughs> the we'll, island, yeah. we'll work on that. We'll, 
<laughs> well, I'm sure he listens to every damn moment of this show, so <laughs> he'll hear you. All right, on to the wide world of wrestling. All right, let's start off with AEW because we start alphabetically. We don't start by quality. At least that's what we're claiming. Uh, so taking a look at what happened uh, recently with Dynamite. Of course, you referenced this already, but uh, a return of John Moxley. And what's the first thing he does is uh, cusses out a fan uh, <laughs> right on television. So he always, right in character there. He always had some Axl Rose energy to me. Yeah. And you know, hey, the the uh the blonde to reddish beard that the three of us possess, uh, you know, we'll give that off. But I, I was so excited to see the to see um you know, just to hear what he had to say. And that's a pro I watched that promo I wanna say two and a half times last on uh Wednesday night. Like it was powerful. It was it wasn't a it was it was so good because I you don't know what you were gonna expect come him coming out of you know a treatment center and and what he was going to want to do what he was going to want to say how he was going to carry himself after that he carried himself exactly the way ever, everyone wanted to which is just that much more insane exactly. and aggressive and and promising of violence and alluded to it in the best possible ways one of the best i think that might be one of the line of the line of the last little while last few years is I've been thirsty and all I've been drinking is blood. Like, oh, like just money in the bank. So I loved it. Uh, as soon as he came out, like you just you could hear them singing Wild Thing that much louder. Uh, he was throwing stuff around on the floor. Like he, you could, you could only imagine what that adren- adrenaline rush felt for him. Uh, and he threw out a, a, a loser fan. Uh, you know, in the moment you were, you were worried that they would take a shot at, you know what he just went through his struggles but it was just a dumb uh attempt at a promo that wasn't offensive but it was still not the time so they kindly told him to get the fuck out and hey if i was in his shoes i would have done the same but i absolutely loved it part of me wanted to them to go a bit new yorky a bit wwe and have somebody come out uh right the, the full mark in me uh would have wanted cm punk to come out and give him the old hey, you're doing a great thing because he referenced it in the first Dynamite when when Mox went away. Like he yeah. was like, what he's doing is so, takes so much courage and effort and he, we're all for him. So I would have I liked that, but that's the one thing I like about AEW. They don't ruin things with, uh, uh, they don't ruin special moments with uh, dumb booking two weeks down the line. What did you so, think of it? So what you, you wanted Punk to come out and just uh, give a nod of acknowledgement or are you hoping that... Oh, the, I wanted the, to lead that to a Mox promo. and Punk is the is the future. I wanted that to. I wanted to lead to a promo, uh, into a storyline. You know, into an angle, into a program, if you will. But he's, you know, Punk's already. Punk is t- previously engaged. He is, and he's in a great promo right now that I thought was uh, becoming a bit uh, five labors of Jericho-y, but uh, we're not quite there yet. I'm not too worried. What do you mean by that? Were you not a fan of the Five Labors of Jericho, or are you just worried that they're recycling the same content? A recycle. Like, obviously, MJF is a chicken shit heel, and he's got his guys you got to go through. And it and it, it's a classic wrestling trope, and it works, and I have no complaints mm-hmm. for it. And I liked I liked everything they did with Jericho. Uh, I missed Juventud Guerrero's week because I was taking <laughs> a ferry. <laughs> 
but I didn't need to see that. Uh, but it it is good. But like, they kind of were brushing, kind of brushing with those strokes to uh, with punk, and it's you know it was it was kind of leaning a bit too close. But they haven't gone full get through these guys to get to me, so I'm not upset with it yet. But there was a stretch last week where I'm like, all right, I've already talked to me about that because I because. Last week it was the Wardlow match, yeah, and uh, and I kind of lambasted that that finish there here on this show, and immediately received a DM from the aforementioned Justin Morissette <laughs> telling me I was crazy and that my opinions were garbage and uh, and I should get my head out of my ass. He didn't use any of those words, mind you, but I'm that sure was, he used <laughs> that was what I took words, from it. <laughs> So what were your thoughts on that? Because I was not a fan of the finish, mainly. So, you know, Wardlow beats the living hell out of CM Punk, which yeah. uh, I know you didn't like seeing. Um, but then Punk ends up winning with a, a roll-up once uh, once he's, once Wardlow has been distracted by MJF. Yeah, I, I love... It's very Bret Hart, and, you know, Punk is a big Bret mark, and so am I, because he is the best. And so I let, I have no qualms with him winning with a roll-up, but it was a clunky way to get to the roll-up. Right. And now I am not a wrestler. I have not taken a bump, and I don't want to take a crisp flat back bump. And I'm sure there's some any there might be some NEW wrestlers listening, and I am not the guy to sit here. I'm a fan. I'm not going to fantasy book and say, here's how you do it, because I don't know. But it was a clunky way to get up there. Like, eight power bombs is too many power bombs. Right. Uh, yeah. It didn't make it where they were going made sense, but getting there just they it lacked something, and you know it's it kind of, I'm not gonna say it reminded me of Royal Rumble '99 with the 17 chair shots or whatever, but like after the third power bomb, like a power bomb is a that's a kill shot, like that you right. You don't need eight of them. Especially it, from the behemoth that they are pitching as Wardlow. Yeah. Eight, that, eight, that is the kill shot. Eight power bombs, and then Punk lays there for 30 seconds and then gets enough wind to get a, a roll-up? Like, no. Right. It makes Punk look better. It kind of make, looks war, makes Wardlow look like he doesn't know how to deliver a power bomb. But I liked it. But yeah, they, they needed to finesse that that match a bit better and i think I don't, you and i are on the same page here a little bit so look out in your dms from justin morissette okay? i mean i mean if he if he gets back to me on time you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, so what do you what so cm punk seemingly off the table so what's next for mox or what I, would you like to see i don't know realistically are, i there's so many options and that's the great thing about NEW or sorry, AEW is you could put Mox back with Eddie Kingston and it'd be fantastic television. Mm. You could have Mox coming out just beating up enhancement talent every week and it'd be fantastic television. Like I can't think of a monster heel or a, a heel in Mox's league right now that 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 could dance with them. So I like they have nothing but time with him. Just rebuild up, re, re, rebuild him up, reintroduce him to the the audience in whatever way possible and it's going to be good but he left he left me with such a like there was he left so much with that promo that anything he does he could come out and wrestle oh <laughs> who is that jobber from ec <laughs> uh oh 
EC, the the WWE CW guy. Uh, oh, the guy who wrestled last week. Oh uh, yeah, what's about? his name? Okay, yeah, I'm forgetting his name as well. Colin, but Delaney. that's the point. That's the one. Yep. He could come out next week, wrestle Colin Delaney, destroy him, maybe maybe put, use some weapons, and it would be tremendous. There's no like like, you know, we always compare it to WWE, but it's like when uh, when Daniel Bryan won the title or CM Punk did, or Becky Lynch was finally given the Robert Mania. It was never like, okay, in our minds as fans and concerned fans, it was never, okay, now that they've done it, they got to give got to give them something great or else this is going to wear off and everyone's going to get mm-hmm. bored. And the next thing you know, they're wrestling Lacey Evans or they're wrestling Kane or <laughs> for da- both you know Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, they're wrestling Kane. But with AEW, it's like, no, 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 these characters are over. What they, whatever they do next, it, it's not gonna like hinder, and you know you don't have a hundred and fifty year old man getting bored. So I'm fine with anything uh, going forward with Mox, but I kind of am super bored of uh, like Al, take the belts off of Jurassic Express, get back wow. with Eddie Kingston. That was fast, huh? That was fast. Dude, just ah, uh, I <laughs> take them. Don't need them. <laughs> but any, uh, anything, anything Mox does, I'm I'm here to I'm here for it, and I'm ready to give money. Put it on a shirt, I'll buy it. So, for for the record, we uh, we stand Kane in this house. So um, take that take that back. Um, but Listen, uh, <laughs> Kane's great. Kane is very good. We don't we don't like uh, or Bowman at least uh, doesn't like what he calls dress pants Kane. Corporate Kane, baby. <laughs> That's the Randy Orton look. Dress pants, no shirt. The old legend. That's how I go to work every day. Who doesn't? Uh, But what I, I, my favorite uh, phase of Moxley, at least in AEW, uh, and I guess overall, uh, was the going at it with any and New Japan guy, Japanese guy that they want to send him away. Any any legendary shit kicker, hardcore guys that they can throw his way. Maybe they've spent that, but uh, that was my favorite. Because, like you say, it wasn't any sort of necessarily long-term angle, but it was a character. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... And, like, you you love seeing stuff like that because he wants to wrestle those matches. A lot of us want to see those matches, and it's just like, it's a win-win. And, like, no, we don't need it to be a a six-month program. And everyone kind of knows this is a bit of a one-off, and... I'm just loving stuff like that from AEW right now. Hell, I'm loving the way they book the shows. Like, you know, main event goes on first. This is Saturday night's main event. Yeah, now, yeah. And it's working. And and I'm just, every. I mean, they got, you know, not everything is, uh, not, every, not everything they put out is, uh, doesn't get the rewind from me. There's some things that fall victim to the PVR rewind. But sure. for the most part, it's a tremendous show and a tremendous product. Um, so next on the card last night, and I, I have thoughts about this one, was was uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole going over on Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. Now, my, and this is exactly what I said last week when this was kind of teased that this was about to happen, uh, Britt Baker has shaped her, her outstanding uh, AEW run thus far as being an ass kicker in her own right. So to have her be the girlfriend character for lack of a better term um is is this the right direction to go with with Britt baker and keeping them on screen in a relationship it's just like it's just like anybody in any relationship your your gimmick should never be your part being your partner's partner there you go you never want to be 
you know, there <laughs> that shouldn't be your identity. Exactly. And the best relationships you don't have that. And again, this is not New York and this is a fun little you know, we're I don't know there's the I don't know if I'm watching the undisputed era or the elite or the the super click or uh, you know or whatever it is. It's a little confusing, but it all, you know, they are all the same guys. They're wearing the same shirts, but it's a good, you know, they are passing time. They have some injuries. They're waiting for people to heal up. So I like it. You, you know, they have, they've teased it for a, for a little while. It, it adds a, a different dynamic to both characters. And it would be dumb of them not to acknowledge it the way right. other companies would and have and do. So I like it. And it's not going to last forever. And it's not going to be like she's be going to she's going to become his valet. It's not going to be a Latino heat situation. It's it's good. I like it and it works and it's, and it's, it's fun for the time being. All right. Well, this kind of set up a, uh, next week being a lights out match, uh, between orange Cassidy and Adam Cole, um, a lights out match. Of course, it doesn't matter. Anything could happen. Um, as we know with, with Britt Baker's, uh, previous one. Um, (laughs) so, is this an opportunity for Adam Cole to take a pinfall here from Orange Cassidy and have it not officially on the record? So is that what a lights out match is, an unsanctioned match? Yeah, yeah. After the lights go out in the arena, literally, they turn the lights out and then turn them back on. <laughs> and that's when they'll have a lot of special, uh, de- exciting uh, surprise debuts in the in the yeah. in that because that's that <laughs> is their favorite seconds. move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, Orange Cassidy is such a good character, and he's so over that he, I I don't need to see him win ever. Right. I, kinda, I don't even. Depending on who he's up against, he shouldn't be winning. You know he had you know he had his problem with Jer- his program with Jericho a while back, where you know he just went full bore and seemed to shake any remnants of the 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 lethargic millennial at the back door, and just you know was back to his usual PWG self. But I would say Adam Cole needs needs uh, needs to win a lot more than uh, than than Orange Cassidy, and I don't think losing to Orange Cassidy makes a lot of sense for Adam Cole or or do him any favors. So I think he's just going to keep on that upward trajectory because he's just over like Rover, and he's putting on banger matches even though he looks greasy as hell and he looks like <laughs> he looks like your Florida man, but he's I'm enjoying him. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah it'd be interesting here because he is is so over and it reached this point in nxt as well which was the the face turn right and i, I think we're uh undisputed era uh versus the young bucks etc face turn i feel like we're getting there eventually yeah. um uh cm punk comes out and kicks the living shit out of sean spears perfect um perfect yeah match. gets gets his gets his um wind back so to speak after after last yeah week he needed it right <laughs> And who the fuck cares about Sean Spears? So it's fine. Is there Sean? I, there are two people that I can, I give so little fucks about on the uncurrent <laughs> AEW television. I'm ready. Uh, one of them is Sean Spears. Yep. Uh, the other one is Matt Hardy. Yep. Uh, but Sean Spears, like, he's kind of leaning into it now. Like, he looks like an exceptionally stupid douchebag with his with his suit with no shirt on and full mohawk. And he's like, he is kind of getting it. He is kind of getting it that he's super uncool and just like 
it ain't working. So I'm fine with that, but I don't give a damn about Sean Spears. I don't give a damn about Ty Dillinger. I I don't know how many podcasts I've listened to where people from NXT are like, Sean Spears never got his opportunity, and he's the best pure worker, and blah, blah, blah. And then you see him, and I'm like, I don't care. He looks like... He looks like he is a, a weekend manager at an MMA gym in Kelowna, and his stupid <laughs> Canadian skull logo looks like a the logo for said gym. <laughs> and I'm sure he's a good. I'm sure he's a great worker. Um, he 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 batted up. He tricked uh, Cassie uh, Lee uh, Peyton Royce into marrying him. Um, I don't think he's good enough for her. Uh, he puts very little effort into the relationship, and I think kind of gaslighted her into um, wow <laughs> getting together with him. And I just I don't. I don't it's a deep accusation. <laughs> I remember, no, I remember they were talking. I was watching one of their videos or something, and they were talking about their first date. And Sean Spears, she was basically saying like Sean Spears spent the, spent the entire date just being like. Uh, I'm not gonna date you. You know, you're too young. It's not gonna work. I don't. Why am you? You know, why am I even here? Like, I'm like, kind of thinks like you're manipulating this. You know, this this <laughs> Poor young you know, Australian foreigner on fo- you know <laughs> far away from home that's just like you know scared and lonely and trying to work and you're taking advantage of their insecurities and so that's my take on Sean Spears. It's all about <laughs> I, his relationship. I didn't think we were getting there here today, but here we Somebody, are. Listen, there are a few things. The people know that I keep tabs on in the wrestling business. One of them's Sean Spears and Peyton Royce's marriage. I was going to say, Peyton Royce's uh, uh, romantic status, it sounds like you're keeping an eye on. But <laughs> uh, We rounded out the show with uh, the whole Cody Rhodes heel act uh, trying to circumvent the chants coming from the audience. I have a question for the host. Yes, I guess that's me today. It was a good promo, and, I, and I'm and i not the biggest Cody fan, but I'm also not a big Cody hater. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. What was that promo about and or what was the purpose of that promo? I think the purpose was he had to address the contract status thing somehow, mm-hmm. and that was the best that they could come up with. <laughs> So he, he identified that pretty quickly. Yeah. But then there was the whole, I did it first. I'm the best. Everything's because of me. I'm cool. Don't forget how cool I am. Forbidden Door is me, 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 me. I wrote a, I wrote a list on Twitter with a Sharpie. Remember me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we all, nobody forgot that. We just don't <laughs> like your stupid tattoo. It's all about the tattoo. <laughs> if, you get a, uh, if you get the dumbest, forget. It looks like the, you know, uh, Sean Spears Kelowna MMA gym logo. That's Cody's one in, that, in that's shit, the, shithole Georgia. <laughs> that's the Jacksonville equivalent. <laughs> They're <MMA> sister gyms. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was too. In I think they're they're going into the heel thing. Mm-hmm. They're going hard, and that was part of it. That was it was to to establish him as as the heel that the world is making him out to be anyway. So let's give it a character. Let's make it the the kind of I'm the head of this company. I am the how can you possibly boo me because I am everything you love about this company. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's been a confusing few months here for, for Cody Rhodes. So yeah. Did you make anything of the contract status stuff? Is that, are we being worked? What What's going on there? Oh yeah. We're being worked. And like we're when Punk was worked. replying to Dave Meltzer on Twitter and being like, Hey, am I in the rumble? And like, there's no chance. You know what? If, if somehow he winds up in the rumble, then good on everybody involved for making something that cool happen. No kidding. Yeah. And, I'm here for that. But I mean, if if he does go in the rumble, do you think they're gonna use smoke and mirrors? Do, like I don't know. Like he's gonna come out as Stardust. Like he's gonna come back and he's like, <laughs> "Well, pal, it's uh, we're a family here, and it's uh, great to see you. You're uh, gonna have to cover up that too there, uh, that tattoo there, pal. I know just the outfit. <laughs> Lucky for you, we've got a neck high unitard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. If he does it, cool. I don't think he will. I don't. I still don't see any anybody from uh, the Jacksonville territory coming up to New York to to do the Rumble. Uh, but what do I know? But based on how predictable the WWE is and always has been, then now forever, so predictable to the point that we haven't. <laughs> is watched that what it. that's referring to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paint by numbers. Then now forever, they're that predictable that I haven't watched them. Um, in many 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 months and i won't i don't it's not like i'm a, a hater just give me a reason to watch but if they have some fun with the rumble with the people then that might that might bring me back but i have no i have no reason to believe that cody will be there well let me break down the card for you quickly since it is coming up uh brock lesnar versus bobby lashley two of my noted least favorite wrestlers any interest <clears throat> um on paper yes uh on paper uh that's a that's a promo or sorry that's a storyline for people on wrestling podcasts and nostalgia shows to be like who would imagine if only they had a shoot fight you know or you know who oh, both hell big hosses but i don't God, care i wish they'd have a shoot fight at least that would be entertaining i don't i mean i think someone's less likely to die if they have a shoot <laughs> fight because someone's probably gonna get dropped on their neck accidentally instead <laughs> Uh, I, I like Bobby Lashley. I like the idea of Bobby Lashley. Uh, I love the idea of the Hurt Locker. Sorry, Hurt Business. I always, I always make that mistake. <laughs> They're but, diffusing bombs out here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't have a, I, I know what both, but what both workers are, uh, are capable of and their best situations. And I don't think this is it. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Hang on, let me get this straight. Is there going to be a match where Roman works really slow and Roman works really strong and Seth's going to have some opportunities and he's going to get some offense, but then Roman's going to slow it down even more and he's going to have the bloodline interfere and then Roman's going to spend about five to ten minutes just yelling at Seth Rollins in the ring and then after ten minutes of yelling and stomping, he'll just pin him and it'll be one, two, three and it'll be over. What, have you is this pre-taped this match did hey, you remember see this the, you remember this, this is first, the thunderdome <laughs> you remember the first time he did it and it was awesome yeah and then he did it he's just gonna keep doing it fucking no. match. <laughs> uh miz, speaking of real life couples uh hitting the screen miz and maurice versus edge and beth phoenix um i don't like edge you don't like edge i think edge his is a, return did nothing for you uh I like the pop. I like Edge. I I liked the Edge and Christian podcast. I think he's a 
big fan of the business, but he's a huge dork. And I find him to be a big <laughs> dork and he's super nerdy out about a lot of things. And like, I remember watching the WWE 24 or whatever, when he's talking, he's going to Titan tower for the return. And he's like, I've already drawn my t-shirt logo. And he's got like, Oh yeah. His yeah, doodles. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you are living the childhood dream that yeah. all of us want to live. And you have no appreciation for that. I do, but you're also pretty old. Come on, pal. <laughs> And you've He's already just, been doing this for 20 yeah, years. Listen, his favorite band is the Foo Fighters. If your favorite <laughs> band is that a problem? <laughs> listen, Mike, if you love the Foo Fighters, I'm, I'm going to stop talking, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but he just, he's a bit of a Dorcas and he's, and, but he, all his promos now and all his, all his acting is just like, <laughs> and I'm just, all, I'm stoked that he was able to come back. I'm stoked that him and Chris were able to come back and continue to work and to to be involved. But I I just haven't had the biggest uh, interest. There's other guys that have come back that I've that have taken any interest from Edge, like Daniel Bryan or CM Punk. Uh, that just I'm more invested in those guys than Edge. But in, Edge, in a in a rare uh, occurrence, we are recording the video for this episode, and I think we might need to isolate Ryan doing his edge impression just there <laughs> hey because the there are some you... facial expressions that people are, have missed out on <laughs> go right ahead uh becky lynch is going up against dewdrop before we go i just want to say that the the best thing that happened to the miz was adding maurice yeah and yeah. that became such a good good pairing and two people that are just having fun and, and playing their heel roles perfectly. Well, and that's a pairing that is so much has so much more character to it than Edge and Beth Phoenix. Yeah, two dorks like I, that like, really like. Wrestling. I realize you're ma- <laughs> exactly. I realize you're married. Uh, <laughs> Beth Phoenix. Well, actually, both the women involved, but Beth Phoenix is better than Maurice in the ring, but still yeah. not amazing in the ring. Um, and yeah, but like at least Miz and Maurice have had years and years to establish their relationship as part of their character and, and that's not something you could say for edge and beth phoenix but i didn't wa- i haven't watched in and just i haven't but was uh did she like was she in the crowd how did she enter the the fold beth phoenix beth phoenix yeah she fucking ran in like any <laughs> other wrestler does just to save the day from the her, from her the music or? hit and she was fully in gear and what yeah that's stupid <laughs> When Maurice did it, she was just being a, a supportive partner and hopped the rail, and she never left. Like, I don't need to... That's just... Eh, that's not well, true. I remember a, a while back, like maybe a couple months ago, she was pulled from the NXT commentary team, and I was like, hmm, mm. I wonder. And here we are. Mixed tag, brother. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. Previously, Piper Niven. Is Dewdrop uh, working babyface now? That's mm, it. They're kind of both on the, <laughs> on the, the cusp. As as long as, as long as she's being treated like a serious enough worker, uh, I'm happy for Dewdrop. Uh, I don't know what I mean. They ruined Becky. I remember watching. Um, uh, she came back at SummerSlam and just killed. Um, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair's yep. steam. And if anybody is going to argue otherwise. You are a jabroni mark, and you don't understand Absolutely. the business. So, I didn't like it. Killed it. Killed two characters for me that night because 
you know, WrestleMania, one of the matches I wanted to see the most was the main event of night one and Sasha versus Bianca. And, and now I'm just like, Bianca's going to be jerking the curtain on main event and, and nobody knows what Becky Lynch is. So unfortunately, shitty booking has killed any interest I have in uh, Becky Lynch now, but Hey, I hope Dewdrop takes it. There you go. Uh, well, that's a good segue because I think one of the favorites to win the Women's Royal Rumble would be Bianca Belair. Uh, do you have any thoughts about either Rumble and any sort of predictions coming out of that other than Cody Rhodes winning the men's? Cody Rhodes is going to is going to send Cactus Jack over the top rope. And... No, Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville is in the match uh, oh, promoting sure Jack Aspor. So it'll be Johnny Knoxville and Cody Rhodes as the last two standing and... Uh, i i have no idea who's gonna win either rumble um it'll probably be somebody that is in the shield or used to be in the shield the way things usually go (laughs) with this company but um it sucks i saw a couple uh a couple of very accurate snarky comments from worker you know female workers that are just like yeah it sucks that you uh keep you've released built up and released you know pretty much your entire women's division that you're so reliant on nostalgia uh, entrance in the rumble to not only get the pop but also just have enough to have 30 people so i i have no idea i hope bianca belair wins it because that's somebody that the rug pulled out from under her in the summer and but that's a two year in a row win which doesn't oft happen then no i don't want that because then it, it just cheapens the women's rumble too and well the women's rumble is interesting because they've already like we talked about this, uh, Bowman and I talked about this last week, but uh, they're kind of diminishing their roster at NXT. And NXT used to be the interesting entrance into the Women's Royal, Royal Rumble specifically because they didn't really have the roster to fill out uh, a 30-person Rumble. And those, so women, now, those women were over like, exactly, in NXT. Exactly, and, that's what I mean. Generally, yeah. you would watch, not to call you off, but you'd watch the, the takeover the night before. Right. And they'd steal the show, and then you'd see them in the Rumble, and they felt just as big and as popular and as significant as the, the Raw or SmackDown women. And, and that's just not the case anymore. With NXT 2.0, I don't believe we're getting any sort of show uh, prior to the Royal Rumble, but haven't been following closely enough to, to pay attention. Um, and they don't really have those over over women. There's no you know Rhea Ripley's. There's, you know, you've got, um, I guess... Toxic Attraction, Mandy Rose. I like what they're doing with Mandy Rose. Yeah, um, absolutely. As you should. <laughs> they're they've they've it seems like they've figured out because like she was she was Dana Brooke Light for right. so much of her run and just made zero sense. So I I'm really happy that they're they're doing the right thing with her and you know, it's she's oh I would say she is over. Absolutely. So you so you maybe have two, maybe three women. Uh, coming out through NXT and the rest of your rumble is going to be filled with the Kelly Kellys and the Bella twins and all those kind of summer Ray uh, summer Ray. will be there. And now I guess Mickey James was a big, you know, forbidden door entry. Um, but what's a, what's a more, what's a lamer term forbidden door uh, ooh, or pipe um, bomb. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were trying to think of what's a lame version of the forbidden door. Like the, like, <laughs> The like cellar gate or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think pipe bomb is pretty isolated to the one situation. Yeah, 
Forbidden Door gets used all all the goddamn time every every week. It seems you're not hearing pipe bomb in the same way. There was a stretch, and now I feel so old. You know, ten years ago, where it's like not only CM Punk is what's the latest CM Punk pipe bomb? <laughs> He's dropping one every week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I, like you, have no real predictions on either end of the Rumble. Um, the only one, and I, I've been throwing out this name. In fact, I texted you about this a year ago. Yeah. Because I thought The Rock was going to show up last year. <laughs> and I was willing to put money on that. Good thing I didn't. But I might be willing to put money on it this year. Because it would not surprise me to see The Rock uh, take the men's Rumble and uh, see Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania. That would suck. <laughs> I'm not sure the Vince McMahon and or the general public agree with you. I mean, Vince would love it because then he's finally going to get back on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, pal. <laughs> but anytime, anytime something at the, happens at the Rumble that involves The Rock or Roman Reigns that uh, that affects the Mania card, you can, everyone's just like, oh, well... Maybe the rest of the card will be good. <laughs> like, Maybe. what's the what's the payoff of that match? Uh, seeing the Rock. I, I don't want to. <laughs> ever since he let those lit those stupid letters on fire at the one of the worst WrestleManias ever, I'm like, I never need to see the Rock again. But he needs to get revenge on Austin Theory because Austin. I'm not sure if you've been keeping up today, but Austin Theory stole the really expensive egg. From that dumb Netflix movie. <laughs> so The Rock probably... So maybe it'll be The Rock in Austin Theory Wasn't at WrestleMania. Wasn't that the Survivor Series? Everyone thought that oh, he was going to be the fuck? <laughs> Yes. Yes, because they were pushing The Rock 25 years, yada, yada, yada. And then he never showed up. <laughs> in typical, typical fashion. The uh, Rock is smart. The Rock knows that they... Yeah, this apparently. Isn't the, this isn't the, uh, the vehicle to, to attach himself to right now. Uh, all right, let's throw to a little push or berry. Hope you're ready. Oh, always. Uh, all right, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the segment here, Ryan, but I'm going to throw a few topics at you. You tell me uh, if you want to push that topic or bury it, uh, and maybe give me a little brief synopsis of your rationale. It's funny because you referenced this one earlier, and it was on my list. Uh, first thing on push or bury is AEW making a T-shirt for literally every goddamn thing that happens. Uh, push or bury <laughs> i mean i'd bury it but i also know that there's so much money to be made in t-shirts and like you know if you're gonna buy a if you're gonna people are gonna buy a t-shirt for anything people are gonna buy a t-shirt for the the unmoored barge washed up in, here in vancouver <laughs> and so all the power to them my here, here's what i'm going to bury is making a shitty t-shirt for any uh, situation ever like chris jericho gfy um, actually any, like, I'd say 99% of the shirts AEW puts out are ugly and terrible. Yep. So I'm going to bury making bad shirts. I'll push making good shirts for any saying or situation. This uh, topic was inspired by, they made a shirt for the guy that beat MJF. That oh, what's CM Punk name? endorsed yep. his, uh, yeah. Uh, captain something. He's a captain. He's in the Navy or some shit. Uh, they made a shirt for him. They already have a shirt out for uh, is it Jessamine Duke? I don't know one of the one of the MMA women that's recently joined their roster. Yeah, they've got shirts for everything, and I, I just can't support it. Have you ever impulsively bought a dumb shirt? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> many. Well, not many, but a few. Like, that you bought in the moment, and by the time the shirt finally arrived at your house, you're like, oh, Man, yeah, that was this. a thing three weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't have a Pucks on Net shirt, but I have some regrettable, uh, regrettable podcasting merchandise that yeah. I won't go into any further detail. We've all been there. Okay, uh, this is recent news, uh, and uh, I had a a uh, another DM from Justin Morissette saying you could tell me anything about NXT, and I would think you were joking. Here's the newest thing coming out of NXT. Walter, oh no, has been renamed to Gunther. You referenced this at the top, I believe, as well. Push or bury Gunther? Um, bury the name Gunther. Like, one thing I hate about New York is, like, they take away last names. And so, like, they were going to give him, oh, was it Gunther Sharks or something? Starks, I I think. I have no idea. But, like, the the name of a Nazi subcommander. Like, he was a U-boat commander. So, what I hate, I hate that they give him new names and then they take it away. You know, whether that's uh, oh, who, uh, Big E Langston, for starters, yeah. or Andrade. They, they the, just the make list, one... there's so many. Yeah, so. Rusev. Yeah, Neville. Rusev. Yeah, Rusev was another one. But it's like, they, they're they so stubborn and they're stuck in their ways that he cuts that promo that they could just, like, hack out or make everybody forget about by just never mentioning it again and people yeah. would be fine. But it's like. They take Walter, they turn it into Gunther, and, like, what's the point of anything? Like, Walter's <laughs> yeah, cool. why does this even exist? Like, you've just made this guy dumber. Uh, you know, when you spell, like, I can remember before he was in NXT, or when he was at least in NXT UK, and you'd see, you'd, you'd read up, or you'd see clips, and it would just be Walter in all caps. And, yeah. like, even that, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I am already intrigued. Is Gunther going to be in all caps? Who cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? He better own that name so when he gets released and he goes to any can, any wrestling organization in the world that is not stupid, like I hope that he can be Walter all caps again and just be good. I just I just want like okay, so he's named Walter, which like sorry to all the Walters out there, but that's a dumb fucking name like for starters. So, but then he was such a badass that he gave it credibility and yeah. made it sound cool. And then, like, is he going to also do that with Gunther? Like, I really don't understand the thought process here. Like, why? Why they, Gunther? Why change gonna, the name at all? And then why change it to Gunther? They're going to give him some sort of weird promo with some sort of German, Austrian, Western European military energy. And it's just going to be awful. And that's the thing about the WWE now with Nick Khan running things. They just, there's no like, huh, this per, this angle could be good if they do everything right and nobody tries to fuck with it. And now you just know like, well, this is going to be stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would anybody want to work there unless they're making, like, I get it. Kevin Owens is making $5 million a year or whatever. He should. But like, why? Like, I don't care what anything they do because it'll all be stupid and it'll all be done wrong, and they would screw <laughs> everything up. So, do you have opinions about WWE or no? I want to watch. Like, <laughs> they there's nothing. There's nothing that's more. There's nothing more unappealing to me than a, an unauthentic, unoriginal, um, you know, 
media or piece of art or anything. And so the WWE had us, I would say since the, since the installment, since the network came out, WWE would hook us with nostalgia. They would hook us with WrestleMania and the rumble. And it's like, okay, well, everything's stupid, but this is fun and everything's stupid, (laughs) but I got the network and I can watch this old stuff. And yeah. And then I just came to a point where I'm like, they're not going to, they're nothing is going to change. It's going to be the same. I can't keep lying to myself that this is going to be good. It is algorithm rock. I don't want to listen to algorithm rock. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is going to be, this is going to be actually rapid fire. I don't don't even want to hear your rationales. I came across this list of uh, the six predicted breakout stars uh, between AEW and WWE, three from each. Uh, give me your thoughts. Ready? Yep. Tay Conti. Oh, push. Push or Braun Breaker. Push. Liv Morgan. Push to AEW. <laughs> Austin Theory. Uh, Barry. Wardlow. Now push. And Dante Martin, who apparently is uh tony khan's choice to be the future of that company i have no i'll, I'll push him he doesn't offend me i mean he's does he tag, do anything for you though he's a, he's in a private party right uh no dante martin is the guy from top flight um, oh sorry yeah yeah I, oh i always i always mix up the names with uh anyway but yeah go for it like uh, tony khan doesn't strike me as somebody that's stupid or makes strange nonsensical decisions to to pop him one week so why not yeah apparently he he was he was quoted as saying like as soon as he's back you know full time from injury um he's the guy that he wants to kind of sink his teeth into and push to the moon but and they have to start generating their own stars at some point because you don't want to you don't want to tna yourself into into oblivion yeah uh, by just bringing in all these old guys as good as they might be um, but so apparently he's, that's the star he wants to shape. Go for it. Because yeah, like there was a stretch where I'm like, this is all awesome. All the guys they are bringing in absolutely rule. It's no way at all like TNA, but this is a kind of a bit like TNA. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little bit of TNA stench on it. I was so happy to see Liv Morgan get a run. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if it's I th- I don't know if it's already over if they've already gotten bored with her, um, but they really lean into her uh, kind of crazy crystal weirdo stuff, which he. Well, I would say she is an option to win the rumble too because I think they're. But then again, she kind of had her shot, so so maybe it's over. But. I hope not, but she's somebody that one of the last few people in the, in New York that I'm intrigued by, just because there's very been very few wrestlers before her that kind of remind you know they're she's incredibly unique and she's working her ass off and uh, so you like to see that and she's got that it and, and i i had it on pusherberry weeks and weeks ago um talking about Liv morgan as the that kind of underdog mm-hmm. face that you know the kind of um you know, daniel bryan if you will of of his time of being the person that they won't be able to stop uh, from pushing because the crowd is so behind them. Absolutely. So I could see Liv Morgan being that person. All right, let's wrap things up with uh, taking a look at this week in wrestling history.
What we're gonna do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Uh, all right, we're taking a look at, at uh, the the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw, which happened this week in 2018 uh, over over a couple different uh, venues um, from Raw history, uh, and of course featuring a bunch of legends from uh, the past and present. Uh, you said you had some notes about this night in your own personal history, uh, so let's hear it. Well, I was. This was around the point. Like I was ta- in my rant about the inauthenticness of uh, WWE. Like this was around the time where I was kind of like, "All right, you're really." I mean, like when they did the first old school Raw, I'm like, "Okay, this yeah. is cool and fun." And then by yeah. this point, like five years later, I'm like, "You guys are really fucking leaning in on this. Like this is all you got." And so I was excited for this show. I love the idea of being in the Barclays Center. And I love the idea of like being in the Ma- uh, the Manhattan Center because it's a cool venue. So I'm like, okay, I want to watch. This is going to be cool. I can't think of a show that from a production standpoint or a logistics standpoint that the WWE executed well. <laughs> bungled worse than yeah. this show. It was awful. And they didn't, they didn't think, like, I can only imagine there's like, Let's say there's 500 seats in the Manhattan Center, if that. Those tickets must have cost hundreds. Oh and, yeah, oh and, yeah. And those poor guy, those poor fans, sat there for probably four or five hours, top to bottom show. Um, they got watching one, Raw on a probably a pretty small screen in the corner. They got hop one, in while they wait for one match. They got one match, which was the Miz. They were promised an Undertaker appearance, where he cut a generic promo and it didn't really say anything, which is how the undertaker was in that time and then like they bring out jr and and king to do commentary and king's a gross piece of person Uh, he's (laughs) just a bad person yeah um he has enough allegations and based on the how young his girlfriends have been lately um there's just he's disgusting i don't want anything to do with him but i have i have a i have a big soft spot for jim ross and seeing him get a new lease on life in AEW after his wife was so sadly killed and if you if you read his last book uh, under the black hat it's just heartbreaking so i'm just, even if he's not doing the best job in aw i love seeing jim ross thrive but like those two guys had to sit there for three hours in folding chairs waiting for their hits and some mark in the crowd <laughs> took a photo of them and it looked like they were asleep at the desk and i'm like okay. <laughs> would you have been that surprised and i'm like even if they were like give them a break this is the dumbest thing in the world i remember hearing miz had to like do the old song and dance when he was there because like the fans were just like this fucking sucks like we're so bored and he was out entertaining so i at the time i was working at global and i had to wake up for i had to be at work in north burnaby at three o'clock in the morning for this control room shift for affiliates newscast so like I was like, okay, but I gotta, I gotta stay up for Raw twenty five, <laughs> and I slept in the next. Oh day. shit! And, and that was your excuse was sitting through that garbage. I missed like three. I missed like two or three hours of a five or six hour shift because I was stayed up watching Raw twenty five, <laughs> and I had to take a zip car to work, which like 
there and back for the amount of time I had a book cost me like $65. So I like <laughs> all the money I would have made going to work yeah. that day were like useless all because I watched raw 25 that sucked. It was the You've worst. wasted your life. <laughs> oh, was there a, this is your life on that? Uh, probably. I, you know, I don't, I don't recall, but <sighs> wasn't there a, a, like, wasn't there Finn Balor and, like DX or something like two sweeting each other at one point. And it was like, that was at the Manhattan school. center. Yeah. 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 So there beat... was, maybe there was two matches. Cause wasn't there like, wasn't it like, uh, Gallows and Anderson versus like the new age outlaws or some f- fucking bullshit like that. Yeah. Like... And so I, maybe there were two matches. It's yeah. Not enough. It's but... not enough. Yeah. For a three hour show that might've even been a four hour show. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. That was that was the peak time of WrestleManias today and part of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Paint by numbers. Uh, all right, Ryan, if that wraps us up, thank you so much for being here. Uh, tell the peeps out there where they can where they can find you. Uh, you can listen to our hockey podcast, Pucks.net, available uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Usually record on Monday. And you can follow me on Twitter at Shaptop. I'm sure... Uh, That'll uh, appear in the old uh, the tweets uh, uh, regarding the show in the bio, but uh, absolutely, uh, you can listen to me occasionally talk about how exciting I excited I am about uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite. I'm gonna watch Game Changer Wrestling this weekend. Ah, excellent! Yes, um, is I'm Mox, a- Mox is showing up this weekend. Yeah, is Mox that- is there. I think Jeff Jarrett's there. Um, I'm not a big Deathmatch fan in the least bit. No, Sam. I. But I like the buzz around it right now. Like, I watched Cardona versus Nick Gage, and I didn't like it, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> but you watched it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but I'm excited to watch any wrestling that is the least bit authentic because watched enough of uh, the, the other guys and watched enough of the, the video game simulation in the Thunderdome that it's turned me off for a while. <laughs> uh you can follow me i'm at that mike paris you can follow the show at uh wrestle nation pod uh of course you can follow uh nation extreme wrestling at uh, new wrestling inc and then make sure to scoop up your tickets for uh february 22nd uh, at the harbor convention center for new5 uh and for me mike paris the architect as always uh the missing Wyatt Arndt, the missing Jordan Bowman, and my wonderful guest host, Ryan Schapp. That's it for us. Thanks. (laughs) 